0: And remember they ate the dog So that, <laughs> right, they that's were full. True. They did that right They didn't fucking wait uh, Like No like, all they, they ate the dog While the plane was still in the air They didn't yes. even wait for it to crash Yes <laughs> It was uh, Yeah It crashed They were like Fuck we have Three bags of almonds A candy bar And a piece of hard candy it's a good thing dog. we're full <laughs> From all that dog we just ate Brunch Hit it boys We're skipping the ad reads and passing the savings on to you. So play DraftKings promo code BRUNCH this week and check out CLNS Radio. Now let's begin the episode. We are officially out of ideas," said Taylor Swift. Apparently, when writing this song, "Gorgeous" off the upcoming Reputation album, due to drop the day the, the, something involving death in Kanye West's family. Oh yeah, as the day his mom died.
1: Yes, that's yeesh. right. Yes. Speaking of yeesh, one in three hundred sixty-five
0: chance. I still don't think that that's. That yeah, I don't think it was purposeful,
1: to, yeah. but you never know. She's crazy enough. Yeah. Uh, speaking of yeesh, mm-hmm.
0: this song. Uh, it's the third. It's the worst of the three that she's come up with so far. That's definitely not true. That's I don't very, very, hate wrong. it. That's no, very wrong.
1: the first one. Look, uh, look what me. Look what. Oh God, no! That's for sure the worst. Still,
0: are you just? We don't have to rehash this this conversation. I'm going to point I out just, everybody else has since. Everybody else has since realized that it's not the worst. Are you? Are so? Are you? Are you like going down th- with the ship or I I'm
1: partially going down with the ship. I'll admit that like I've caught myself being like singing along it's to a it. Ass yeah, song it's catchy. A- uh it's still very bad.
0: It's well n- none of these 3 songs have floored say, me so far. I will
1: say this this one that just came out is the most forgettable of
0: the three. Yes, right, exactly. It's the least It's weird because I like I actually I like a lot of things about it Same. but the chorus is so fucking bad All the this coru- is a chorus, chorus that I the don't lyrics, think. the lyrics are terrible but the lyrics at certain point are at certain points are good like the I I think the song I've I've listened to it twice but the song literally works backwards it starts with a cool like baby going gorgeous and you're like wow that's some hot shit right there and then it comes in with like a little like uh kind of uh, pulsating type uh bleachers sounding kind of thing. Very bleacher sounding Very bleacher sounding. We'll get to that in a second. Uh then the the verse is cool. Uh it's from a, cool. from an arrangement standpoint, it works completely backwards. The verse uh the the vocals in the verse are it's a two part harmony. Then later in the verse it's just one part double tracked and then the pre-chorus Single tracked, and then the chorus is just octaves. So it goes from like normally, like you add things as you get I to the don't chorus. Care about all your this nerd is taking shit. things away. All your so, nerd
1: shit just going right in one ear and out the other right now.
0: You have no idea how much people love the nerd shit.
1: I, I bet they do, but yeah. it's not for me. Uh, let me just tell you my simple minded way of thinking here. This is a song that is for sure make or break in the chorus.
0: Uh, No, no. Because the, 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 pre, the pre-chorus is actually, it's, like, not predictable. It's not, it's not cookie cutter. And then when it gets to the chorus, it's, the chorus is the weakest part of the song. Well, the it, chorus is that, the least imaginative part of the song. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, like... So if, I'm saying those this, other parts are good, and the chorus is what makes it bad. That's exactly what I just said. The you chorus said make is, or break in the chorus. Yeah. Meaning, like, it needs to have a good chorus to be good. Yes. So you,
1: you just disagreed. No, you just said the chorus is the weakest part of this song. If it had a good chorus, this song would have been would have been good. It would have been a good Taylor Swift song. So that means that you like the other parts. Like there's a like I, I agreed with you that I liked a lot of parts of these songs, a lot of parts of this song.
0: Yeah, but you said the song is made or, br- or broken by the chorus, which
1: Yes, the chorus is make or break, and the chorus is bad, which is why so I think the song sig- is not very good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, so you just your phrasing was weird. When you say that it's made or, bre- or broken by the chorus, you're saying everything is like forgettable. It needs a good chorus to be good or no, a bad I'm saying chorus to No, saying make be or bad. break
1: between a good song and a bad song. It really hinges on the chorus here.
0: Well, either way, it's not a great song, and I'm done with uh, uh, The the bridge is... Uh So this was not done by Jack Antonoff, which is very surprising because it's the most Jack Antonoff sounding Sounds. thing in the world. Yes. And the bridge is uh more of the fucking triplets that happen in every fucking pop song now. It's like the da, da 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 da. The fucking Bieber did it, and I'm the one. Like every fucking pop song has it now. Lyrics are the only good part of that because I think that that cats thing is cool is good. The cats thing, yeah. What cats thing? When she says, "I guess I'll just go home to my cats."
1: Oh, I must have missed that part. Yeah, it's good. All I could, all I could think about uh, after the first uh, chorus is how she rhymes face with face, face with face. Yeah. I fucking can't stand. That's my biggest pet peeve in music is when people rhyme a word with the same word. You can't fucking do that.
0: You you can, but it has to be. It means that people are going to be listening extra hard to that part, so you need to be saying something. Yeah, so it needs. Said, they need to be deep lyrics if you're going to rhyme one word with another word. That's the let biggest. Let me tell you something. Yeah. There are zero deep lyrics in this song. It doesn't move at all. It starts with "Hey, Which you seem fine. attractive," and it never progresses. Which past is fine.
1: That. If you're going to Taylor Swift for like really deep lyrics mm-hmm. and like you're probably going to be disappointed more times than not. But what she usually gives you is something that is like really, really consumable. And I don't think. Well, I think.
0: I don't know. This this now, song I'm is I'm convinced at this point that that she can't put out anything that we won't mind hearing. Like I know that I'm going to fucking I'm going to be okay with hearing this chorus and I'm I, not okay. I mean like I'm I'm very disappointed by this song. The first listen with Taylor Sw- with a Taylor Swift song is always very important tough, because yeah. that's like the most uh that's, like, the most honest you're yeah, being. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and you can trick yourself into liking pretty much any Taylor exactly. your song. Well, once you've heard it two, three times, I mean, I, the first time I was listening to it, I was like, this is very bad. And then when I listened to it the second time, I was like, you know what? Like, th- there are some there are some cool elements of this. It's like, it was, for for a kind of mess song, it was done in kind of a cool way. Um, so it was done by Max Martin and Shellback, which... Not their best work. Uh, you expect th- more.
1: When I found out that it was M- Max Martin behind the song, uh, it kind of made me wonder. I was like, huh. It's, you know, it's like one of those things where it's, there's uh, a lot of people who, uh, when a lot of people like something. Yeah. And you're like, well, there must be something that I'm missing. Yeah. Like so many people like this, and I just I just don't like it. Uh, when, when Max Martin makes this, a pop song, and I'm like, I don't really dig this. And then I find out Max Martin made it. I'm yeah. like, yeah. What am I missing here? W- w- Max Martin's got to be ahead of the curve somehow.
0: There is, well, there's there's something in the water with Max Martin. I mean, he, like, literally is a fucking scientist with this well, that's shit. That's what I'm like, saying. Like,
1: he knows better than I
0: do. Yeah. So and he's working with Taylor Swift, so, like,
1: this is the best of the
0: best that he's got. Yeah, but it's it's not the best of the best that he's got. Like, he's he's not far removed from Can't Feel My Face. He's, like, not far removed from really good like cool shit this isn't really good cool shit this is just acceptable for max martin like this is if if there's a fucking max martin itunes uh playlist that comes out tomorrow it's not gonna fucking have uh ready for it or whatever it's not gonna have this song but like
1: when you think when when max martin cooks up something in his lab Mm -hmm. that he is like this is fucking amazing yeah does he give it to somebody like taylor swift or does he give it to somebody who is kind of more desperate and and more willing to take it. Uh, Because I feel like Taylor Swift is, she's big enough to the point where if like Max Martin brings her something, she can be like, nah, I don't really like that. I'm going to do some, I'm going to do my own stuff.
0: Well, if Max Martin does it, it is guaranteed to be a hit. So like, it's going to get played everywhere. They just have so much fucking clout. Um, And it's such a mutually beneficial relationship. That's why I get surprised when, like, when any big artist works with, like, any big top 40 artist, uh, assuming they're afforded the opportunity to do so, if they work with fucking anybody but, like, Max Martin, Shellback, Dr. Luke, like, Ryan Tedder, um, Greg Kirsten, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Just work (laughs) with any of these people, and it's going to be. Like everyone's gonna play it, everyone's gonna fucking love it. Like fuck, like and with if you work with Ryan Tedder, you can be like, oh fucking, you can act like you're the cool person. I, I guess Ryan that, Tedder's that, the One Republic guy, yeah, right? Yeah, it's it's he's kind of been uh, cucked by Jack Antonoff, though. I guess as the like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it produced by like this rock star.
1: Yeah, I, I it's the Ryan Tedder is in, is an interesting case study because I feel like he has like an inverse relationship with his own band and being a producer.
0: I've never been a big One Republic fan, and One Republic fans are fucking One Republic. Stands. Yeah, why? Yeah,
1: why? I don't understand that. They, I mean, I liked some of their early stuff when, mm-hmm. like, uh, like Stop and Stare was pretty good. Apologize was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I like that stuff. But and like their recent stuff is just completely different from that, and I haven't been into it.
0: Ryan Tedder did. Uh, I think he did uh, the Taylor Swift and Bob B. song uh but you know that song both of us i don't know if i've ever heard he did he did some of the songs on uh b.o.b's second album uh strange clouds which was not a very good album b.o.b's first album was fucking supreme which one which one was that one the uh adventures of bobby Bobby? ray yeah yeah. Yeah, that was just uh, just an an all-time pop album so good and then Strange Clouds, I think he felt he needed to kind of overcompensate and be like, I'm a rapper. It's like, we know you're a fucking rapper, but you make good pop music. Just fucking make the pop music. And it was just like all the songs are about smoking weed. And it's like, all right, cool. Well, fucking the Beatles made pop songs about smoking weed. Just just do that, you fucking idiot. God damn it, BLB. Yes,
1: yeah, so I, I think that there's a chance that I can come around on this song. I've only listened to it one time,
0: um, but there are
1: elements I like. I feel like there is a possibility. I'm, I'm always going to recognize that it's a dumb fucking song.
0: Yeah. It's a very dumb fucking song. I I feel that way really about all three of these songs. I have a protective so dumb. <laughs> I have a protective relationship with uh with Look What You Made Me Do and I think that for some reason in the second verse of Ready For It when she does like the uh like and he can be my jailer for some reason I think that's cool. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I'm into. I think uh, that second verse is like hot shit. Yeah, I, I've it's so awkward, and it's like it's weird. Like there's some things. And some people, we're like, "Oh, you're making a fool of yourself." And why am I into it right now? Ready ready for it? I. She fucking clears her throat at the beginning. It's so it's like it's
1: douche chill city, and I eat it up. Yeah, to me, that's by far the the best of the three. And I not a good sign. I said that right from the beginning. It's not a good sign. I am very very scared about this album. Because they're like, if this is the three that you're coming out of the gate with, yeah, mm, not a good sign.
0: Yeah, this song, uh, fuck, uh, gorgeous, is basically the welcome to New York of this new album. And quite frankly, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 f- I'm interested to see what the ceiling for this album is. Like, will there Same. be one good song? Will there? So when I say that Max Martin's done dope shit recently, he fucking did Blank Space. You know, like yeah. it, it, it was. Is there going to be a blank space? Is there uh, like I I know Places was an incredible song, but that wasn't even a single. No. And that's that's how much shit she had on that album.
1: Right. I think that the I feel like the non singles on this album are going to be better because she's not trying to do crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, Not that she tried to do crazy shit with this song. Yeah, this that's the like thing. A, like, this song's. Played sounds, it down the middle, this yeah, song. Yeah, this is the most still wasn't filler good. <laughs>
0: sounding thing. Like I said, it's it's like fucking Welcome to New York. Yeah. It's such a throwaway song. Um, so, I mean, we'll fucking, for some reason, we'll keep you posted as she keeps coming <laughs> out with songs where we're not super excited. Um, speaking of super excited, uh, we've got some changes in the works, and uh, people have been detecting them and complaining to us about them. So, uh, we'll address them right now. We are working on something we're currently uh near something that we've been working on and it's very close and we have been devoting literally every second of our lives to it every second of our lives all the fucking money brunch has made we are we're working on something and it's been very time consuming and uh yes so that's happening so something cool with brunch is coming very soon it's something that we're doing ourselves it's not something that um you have to fucking worry contracting about contracting out. Yeah, right. So, so don't worry about that. Uh, we're continuing to do this shit ourselves. Yeah, it's it's we're
1: focusing on uh, right now. We're in the stages of preparing to put out a lot more content. Yes, and that's basically the gist of it. Anyways.
0: And the biggest thing that uh, I I want to stress is that it is not at the expense of the episodes and people. Have uh, asked about the length of the episodes. Uh, We, so typically episodes of brunch were 40 minutes to an hour, sometimes longer, sometimes way longer. When we talk about love, actually, they're two and a half hours. Sometimes they're (laughs) hours um sometimes there are
1: movie reviews longer than the movie itself
0: yes uh i've always felt that the sweet spot for us is low 40s like 40 to 43 ish minutes uh we have been told by people in the know that as part of the growing the brand and audience thing that 30 minutes is what we should be aiming for and uh Honestly, I was I didn't like that idea at all at first because I just did, I think that what that our episodes are dope as is and I was afraid of changing that. But essentially, we I, I thought that going from like forty to thirty minutes would mean our heads would be different and we'd be thinking that we have to talk quicker and we we wouldn't be as open to meandering. But uh, if we're not meandering, then it isn't the fucking podcast. So we're always going to be doing that shit. It's yeah. just going to be. Again, there's going to be more shit for you guys to have, and the episodes are going to be a little bit shorter, but uh, like like I said, 30 minutes is going to be what we're looking at, but we're going to cruise past it's it. It's
1: probably going to be like 30 to 40 is more realistic than straight 30. Right. Where I feel like the goal is just to come in under 40, uh, and I think that's fine, and I think... This seems like a long, long time ago at this point, but when we started the podcast, that was the goal. We wanted yeah. to do shorter podcasts. Right.
0: Because we were like, who the fuck listens to podcasts? <laughs> right. And um so as we fucking change these things, um have some patience with us. Please. Yeah, have some patience with us. Like we're honestly, both of us are fucking stressed to the high heavens because this has become like our, our fucking full-time jobs. And it's yeah. always kind of been employers i don't want to say it's it's a full-time
1: job but it's the most important part of our lives yeah
0: like we're all throughout the day during our work days we're always fucking working on something and even and even if whatever we're working on doesn't fucking happen just that fucking like working relationship is what kind of leads to everything you know like so we're always working on shit And But this has been the most kind of hands-on we've been working on shit, and it's been very tiring, but it's also very, like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel that we can both fucking see, so, like, when we've been, we've, like, gone back and forth fucking workshopping things for, like, fucking weeks now, and trying to perfect each little thing that we're trying to do, and... It's it's coming very soon and you guys are going to fucking think it's dope. You guys are going to be really excited about it. We wouldn't be doing it if we didn't think you guys would be excited about it because at the fucking end of the day, we want to get more people um into brunch and we love that you guys fucking text your friends and send us screen grabs of yourselves forcing it <laughs> upon people, but uh we're like when we occasionally do TV stuff, we're never going to change like the shit that we do. So
1: If you have like the
0: second you guys don't like something, we fucking die. If you
1: have significant feedback, like you really feel strongly against something, let us know because obviously we're doing it for you guys. Yeah,
0: and well, no, we're not. And also, we're literally bouncing our ideas off of one other person each, and so it's basically like one of us will say, "Well, how about we do this?" And then like we'll kind of push and pull a little bit and refine the idea, and then we go forward. And if it was the worst fucking idea in the world, because there's not a fucking second person to overhear it and be like, oh, shit, no, guys, don't fucking do that. So, But, I mean, I think that everything that we're doing is uh, dope. We should get good
1: feedback anyway. So, like, just keep it coming. Uh, I have noticed that people are coming around on the theme song. There was a resistance. Uh, Yeah. There's a resistance to change Mm. whenever you change something big like that. For sure. Uh, People were kind of caught off guard. Mm -hmm. But now... I've I've most of the responses I've gotten with a theme song is like this shit is dope and it is
0: and I fucking love it. I know. Uh, Speaking of which, Diane Coffee has a uh, new EP out today. So go cop that shit. Um, One of the changes that uh, we're doing is we're uh, doing little mini and this is this was done poorly recently. We're going to be doing um, for now. It's it's audio, but it's going to be video. Uh, little movie review things, and we as if you heard the Happy Death Day one, we have a rating system. we break it down by four categories, give our scores, get in, get out and it 's basically a way that um, i don 't want to say organized because that 's not what we do, but it 's kind of a it 's a tidier way of being able to sort through all of our crappy movie reviews because that is that 's always kind of been the thing that has been most embraced by you guys uh so let's do a quick one actually we're not going to do this one as uh as its own separate episode but we both saw the mountains within us finally
1: yeah the mountains uh, amongst us and below us uh yeah I, this is a movie that i was very very excited about seeing for a long time and i didn't end up getting to see it until this week uh i was disappointed
0: yeah, it wasn't that good. No, it wasn't that good. It was okay. I liked it the whole time, but yeah, it, was... it was.
1: Yeah, it was fine.
0: That's my review of it is it was fine. Okay, but... so first category, <laughs> did we like it?
1: Uh, fuck Uh 2.5 out of 5. It was
0: fine. I'd say 2.8 out of 5. Uh, uh, how did everybody
1: look? Idris Elba was uh, handsome. Mm-hmm. Also, Kate Winslet was very good looking. Uh, mm-hmm. I was surprised. She. How old is she now? She's got to be, like, in her 40s, right?
0: Uh, easily, yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe 50s? I don't know. I mean, she's up she there. In Titanic. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they both looked good, and those are basically the only two people in the movie. Yep,
0: there was also a dog, and he was a good man. Yeah,
1: yeah, the dog was very handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll give it ai will give it a 4.5 out of 5 there.
0: I'm giving that a solid 5.0 because they both looked outstanding. Idris Elba always fucking looks unbelievable. And Kate Winslet uh, just totally still has it. Here's a question I have for you. There was a love scene in it. As the love scene was starting to heat up, a question popped into my head. Who would you rather see naked, Idris Elba or Kate Winslet? Idris Elba, for sure. Uh, My answer is Kate Winslet. Why? Because Idris Elba, like all I'm going to see in addition to what I've already seen from Idris Elba is a penis.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm most intrigued in. So like I I need to know if Idris Elba has a hammer, and I'm willing to bet that Idris Elba has a hammer.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean that guy there's literally nothing wrong with that guy. <laughs> right. Right?
1: So why would you assume that But I wanna confirm. I wanna confirm. Like so, I've there's not a lot of uh there's not a lot of mystery when it comes to like women naked.
0: Uh there's way I would say that there's more mystery when it comes to uh women naked than men naked. No. I don't think so. Like the biggest mystery for women is like how the
1: how the boobs actually look, yeah. Like, how the nipple looks, yeah. But for a guy, like your whole opinion on a guy could change based on the size of his dong. Like, look at John Hamm.
0: Yeah. Oh, but that doesn't change anything for me. I, John Hamm's a fucking ten already.
1: Right, but I feel like there's a there's like a. Like John Hamm gets elevated because he has a massive dong. Like it's, it's it's so it's it's so big that it's like his dong is taking him out for a walk on the sidewalk.
0: Yeah, but Idris Elba, like dick can do nothing for Idris Elba unless a- he has a fucking innie. Like unless he has the smallest fucking dick ever, Idris Elba's dick <laughs> does not matter. I, I, fine, okay,
1: I understand, but. I guess I'm more just intrigued. <laughs> I'm yeah. more intrigued in the
0: dick than boobs. Well of course, yeah, I mean you're you're generally not unranked. going Yeah. Um so the reason the reason my answer is actually Kate Winslet is because she had one of the more iconic nude scenes True. As a I guess younger I woman, see like a before and after, it, totally, yeah. Fair enough. I want to see how everything's kind of come along. Fair enough,
1: but okay. So that I feel like that strengthens my point into answering that question. Is I've already seen Kate Winslet naked. Yeah, I've never seen Nidra Selba fully naked. Idris Elba fully naked, so uh, that I'm going with Idris Elba for sure.
0: So, the, but then you're just kind of 50-50 on both. But also, you've only seen but you've also, seen each of them naked at one point in their life. There's no fucking fun in that. Yeah, there is because you'd you be to able see to Idris- be fully committed okay, but, to Kate okay. Winslet.
1: But Idris Elba uh, is is way more in his prime now than Kate Winslet is. So yeah. I'm going for the guy in his prime.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, but but again, you. For me, the charm with Idris Elba is that fucking chest. Is oh, that he's got be a big barrel chest. It's that, It's oh, his arms, his voice, everything. So I feel like i didn't like already... I didn't like his
1: voice in this movie. I know, I, like, it's it's weird His for, speaking voice? Yes, yeah. I know it's weird for... It's always going to be weird for me that he's British. Mm-hmm. Um, because I grew up oh, with it's him even being But Bell. But uh, I felt like he was extra hard to understand in this movie. I don't know what it was. Uh, maybe it's that he was
0: fucking dying on a mountain maybe
1: it was just that the dialogue was terrible and I really wasn't interested and so I kind of just zoned out um Let me, I, we we went over the uh did we like it um here's what I have to say about why I didn't really like that movie it was fine but it wasn't great in any aspects of the things that it was trying to be. Like I said this to you after I saw it, it wasn't a good survival. It wasn't a great survival movie. It wasn't a great thriller. Well, they it did a great
0: job. <laughs> no, they
1: don't. survived. Well, okay, it was a great survival. There's story. one goal of survival. Great Pete. survival <laughs> story, uh, but it wasn't a great survival movie. Like they didn't go in. There was a lot of points where I was like, they're just really glazing over an important. You know what aspect. drove me
0: crazy? how the it never snowed it didn't i didn't even know they're that. on this fucking mountain with these it's oh with the, the like horrible inclement weather it's these terrible conditions It ne- they, there's so much <laughs> snow there and they never fucking showed it snowing <laughs> how the fuck does that snow get there it never snowed they showed fucking months of these people's lives and it just never snowed it, the
1: biggest part that bothered me was uh when they crashed they were like all right so here's what we have for food we got one candy bar two bags of almonds and like this piece of hard candy. yeah. And then it was like three weeks later and they're still alive and very. Oh, like, yeah. Very, not they don't look
0: famished at all or anything. Dude, you need to fucking read up on the grid going down and prepare for that shit, man. Like, like you, you, if you have you a jar food, of peanut butter, that will fucking last you for like nine years.
1: I understand that it'll last. But like two people with that little food uh like they're going
0: to be at least a little bit more sickly and remember they ate the dog so that, <laughs> right they were that's full. true they did that right they didn't fucking wait uh, like no at like all. They,
1: they ate the dog while the
0: plane was still in the air they didn't yes. even wait for it to crash <laughs> yes it was uh, yeah it crashed they were like fuck we have three bags of almonds a candy bar and a piece of hard candy <laughs> a good thing dog. we're full <laughs> from all that dog we just
1: ate uh yeah, it was. It wasn't a great survival movie. wasn't great, uh, you know, thriller. It wasn't a great romance. It was just like very meh across the board. The chemistry was very bad.
0: So that's what I was going to ask. How did you think their chemistry was? was and bad. that was like, it was. I would say in the C range. Yeah, it because I feel good. that everyone automatically has some chemistry with Idris Elba because he's just DJ, Idris I, Elba. He's fucking, the fucking most charming
1: person. You know but. what's
0: weird? Idris kind of sounds like irresistible. I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, are we going to steal anything from it? No. What the fuck can you steal no. from this movie? And then there's I, I, not even any survival skills. No. That's why. That's why I'm saying it's not a great survival movie. I didn't movie. pick up on anything. You don't.
1: You don't pick up on anything.
0: Yeah. So if my fucking plane crashes, then I'm just gonna gotta sit hope there that last like, tweet was good because <laughs> right? that sh- you know
1: what? It will be. Uh, what goes up must come down 0.00 <laughs> on.
0: 0. 0, 0, are we going to steal anything from yeah, it? Zero for me too. Uh, was it problematic? Now here's where if it's problematic, that's a negative. Yeah. You don't want this to be yeah. problematic.
1: Um, I thought, well, I guess that kind of goes back to the, what we just talked about. Uh, it's problematic in the sense that like they showed a bunch of people surviving on a mountain or a few people surviving on a mountain and don't go into any detail on how they actually really survived like they didn't give you any survival skills but that's not really that's not really huge for the movie i guess it's mm. not i wouldn't call it problematic it's just a uh,
0: a plot hole i guess it was problematic for me that the whole movie was acting like it wasn't a fucking cheesy dumb throwaway movie it was actually trying to be an earnest, mm-hmm. real movie. And the fucking movie ends with them walking away from each other and then turning around and running back yeah, to each and other. And then the shit. fucking movie ends. So you can't fucking end a goddamn movie that way. No, yeah. uh, that's so fucking that lame. Tape. It was basically an airport, scene, an airport scene, but they couldn't do an airport scene because it was too soon. They don't fly anymore. It was a coffee anymore. shop scene. Right. Um, so I give it a one for problematic. That means that out of 20, I've got... Eight Wait, point so eight one out of so twenty. Th- I'm still a
1: little. Uh, Z-
0: if it's very problematic to you, you give it a uh, a zero. A zero, yeah.
1: Okay, uh, I'm gonna give it a. F- I'm gonna give it a three uh, on the problematic, uh, because you know, I, I, again, I, I, think that there was issues, but
0: it wasn't anything crazy. All right, well that that's so that's eight point eight out of twenty. Do a little quick mental math here. That is a four point four out of ten for me. It's just okay for me, dog. Yeah, I'm a 10 out of 20, so I'm a 5 out of 10. Cool little wrinkle we're going to add. If a movie is 2.2 or lower from both of us, it's going to get its own special distinction. Uh, The name I've pitched is Piece of Shit of the Year, and there will just be a bunch of them per year. I saw The Snowman. We're going to have that early next week, a review, and that is honestly the worst thing I've seen. Like, possibly the worst movie I've seen in my life. So that's definitely going to get less than 2.2 from me. Probably going to get less than 2.2 from you. I'm thinking maybe we could get, like, some, like, bells or whatever. So when we give our final scores, we can be like, all right. And so it's a 1.1 from me and a 0.2 from you. Sound the alarm. Meaning this is... (laughs) Cup, 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 like uh, all the fucking tingo scra and
1: I was excited to see that movie uh, in earnest and now I'm even more excited to see it knowing that it's an absolute pile
0: of it shit. It is so boring. It is the least <laughs> thrilling thriller of all time. It is so fucking bad. And the worst part was at the end uh the credits when the movie ended, it had the fucking like uh Mystery music. Wow. It had it had like the thriller music. It had uh not thriller, but it had like uh the fucking cellos doing the eighth notes like the and like, ooh, like something's afoot. And I was like, fuck that. That was just a boring ass thing where there was no thrilling, nothing. No fucking God. Good for them for uh I mean I haven't seen it yet, so I can't fully why would me. Michael
1: Fassbender do that movie? Well, I was just gonna say good for them to to put out an awesome trailer for a movie that's so yeah. bad because I was in on the trailer for sure.
0: It's good. I think that it's going to be so bad that it ends up being a cult classic. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. It was awful. It's then the new room. Right. Uh-huh. People are going to be, uh, no, uh, the room.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I saw room that, but is an Academy the, award the, winner. It's
1: just weird to say the new, the room. Yeah. Uh, uh a interesting question that I saw on Twitter posed this week. Um, was what TV show would you bring back for one more season? Just one.
0: Uh, the first one that comes to mind is Undeclared.
1: But, but one more season? Like, what are you really accomplishing with one more season of Undeclared?
0: There there was never a bad episode except for that stupid Will Ferrell one. Um, let, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'm down for more Arrested Development, and that's coming. But, but you're, you are getting one more season. Yeah um i would probably use it to i would probably exchange the new season of curb your enthusiasm Ooh, that's not. that's what i would do i would just use it to return the curb your enthusiasm (laughs) and say all right it's gonna it's ending on a high note it's so the last episode was the problematic michael j fox episode throwback you're sending it back
1: yes send that shit back Uh, my pick would be uh the apprentice with donald trump Oh, good one. (laughs) That's a good one.
0: That means that he's not the president. I think I had a tweet like that one time. It was, uh, oh, no, it was like, uh, who's the worst, uh, or like, who was the worst television character in TV history? And I said, like, the guy from The Apprentice. Um, What are your songs? We got songs.
1: Uh, We didn't get any reviews this week, by the way, so fuck you all. Yeah. Uh, You have no excuse. If you like the show, please go review it. You can just do it. It's so easy now. Listen to brunch.com slash review, uh, and boom. It'll send you right to the uh, the page to give us a review. Please oh. do that. Thank you. We love you.
0: Also, quick little shout-out to uh, Randy Havens. Ah, he said right. that he loves when he gets a shout-out on brunch. So, hey, Randy, more where that came from, buddy. Sup, babe? babe? Mm. Uh, all right. My
1: songs. Uh, here's a nice little – have we put any Queen on? Yep. I was going to put uh Queen song last week and I did not. I'm putting Queen on this week because they just uh teased the That new was the f- biggest clickbait ever. It really was. Yeah,
0: they said they said uh watch uh, yeah. what's his face? Watch
1: Remy Ra- Malek? Remy You don't going to work Robot here anymore. Don't. No. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't like Mr. Robot, I don't right, think. Right,
0: because I'd be like, fuck, that guy just could take down the
1: grid if you wanted to. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah so they put that out there. They were like, watch Remy Malik in uh, yeah. the first look at him as Freddie Mercury on yeah. stage. And it's it was like still. from 400 yeah, miles away is... on a cell phone, and you can barely see him. You can't see what he fucking looks like. Uh, it's it's weird. But uh, that got me thinking, I'm a big queen person. Uh, my favorite queen song is Fat Bottom Girls. So that, I'm getting nice. that. Nice. Uh, also I'm adding that don't impress me much by Haim. Nice. They just uh was, you said that that was on iTunes for a while. Yeah. Their, so their it was so
0: but, so like their um their Triple J like a version cover of That Don't Impress Me Much by Shania Twain is it's, uh it's like on iTunes and uh fucking Spotify. Okay, they but it was it a, before. They released it as a single. No, they apparently. didn't. They just they just changed they, the picture.
1: Well, it says single on it.
0: Well, yeah, but that's the different. Like the, the, you could um, now with streaming, like every song is a uh, single. But like, to me, single means like promoted, pushed out for radio, airplay, shit like that.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, I saw a single on the on the, the listing, so it's a fucking single, bro. <laughs> nice, uh, I'm adding that to the playlist. <laughs> And um uh, here's a nice little wild card. Uh Sunday Morning by Maroon 5. That's a great song. It is. It's fun I, uh,
0: little little breakdown. When
1: fun was a thing, I I my one of my biggest hopes and dreams, I like to hope you know this about me. I like I hope that, yeah. that that artists cover art, other other yeah. artists songs. Uh fun doing Sunday Morning <laughs> would be a hell of a time.
0: Yeah. They and. They fucking that could was have. my biggest goal
1: for a while now i've since moved on to h- hoping and praying that churches one day covers i love you always forever yes
0: um <sighs> fuck uh all right so my songs uh there is a new kelly clarkson song called meaning of life and it's pretty good uh so what's so noteworthy about that dj i don't know Kelly Clarkson hasn't had a fucking pretty good song in a million years. Her last, like, three fucking four albums, Mr. Know-It-All, Stronger, all that shit. That shit was not good. <laughs> yeah, Kelly
1: Clarkson hasn't had a good song. She, she's Miss
0: Independent. She has not been good in a long time. And, and everybody sucks her dick. Everybody but sucks her dick. I don't get it. Everybody sucks her dick because she... So, this... I got so fucking mad when... Uh, I think I <laughs> ranted about He's this. It's about
1: to be a fucking yeah. anti-Kelly
0: Clarkson yep, podcast. After the... Um, After, fuck, after the Kesha album came out, someone on the ringer did a fucking I wrote about. And it was like, Kesha is soaring while Dr. Luke continues to fail. And it's like, Dr. Luke is, again, fucking hate the guy to death. He stays making hits, stays making money. And it was like, uh, and it painted Kelly Clarkson as like a success story of someone who broke away from Dr. Luke and Max Martin of like, Oh, like the, the she fucking big, the fucking big hit makers tried to tie her down and she broke away and she did her own thing. It's like, yeah, every time she went away from them, it was bad. And then she had to come back and make another song with those guys so they could. So then for like three more albums, she would still have like a, the reservoir of good faith built up yeah. with, with her fans. So, um, I'm going to throw it back to her last good album, 2009, uh fuck what was a uh, meaning of life and i'm going to put my favorite kelly clarkson song on there already gone this is a That's song a that song. was produced by ryan tedder actually Ooh. yeah um so uh so you're you're
1: not adding the new kelly clarkson song i'm I, not I'm i haven't saying... i haven't heard it yet is it any good
0: it's okay. It's better. It's better than Mr. Know It All. It's better than uh, whatever kills you make you stronger.
1: Does she sing about like being a woman and and, uh, and no, I
0: forget what it's girl a, power. No, I feel like
1: every fucking Kelly Clarkson song these, these days is like is like it. an empowerment song. Yeah.
0: Well, I remember when Mr. Know It All came out, people were like, "It's a good song. It has a really good message." And I was like, "It sounds bad." <laughs>
1: the message is that i don't want to listen to this song right
0: the message is that it sounds like a fucking dog it. <laughs> um i'm going to add a second kelly clarkson song oh, Jesus. also off of meeting a life uh this was the one this was like the real came crawling back to dr luke and max martin song my life would suck without you that song fucking rules i don't like that song really yeah that song is so good mm. that uh that The the last chorus of that song is fucking feels so good. Um, and lastly, I'm going to add a song with the message. Uh, I have been mad online of late because... Or I haven't been mad online, but I've been really thinking about online. And I was talking to Jeff today about it. Thinking about online. Yeah, I've, I've just been like reflecting on <laughs> online. <laughs> and um, just how everyone fucking is so furious about something and everyone's priority is um like like exposing each other and saying like oh like whether it's i mean look at the barstool thing between nate and that fucking grandstanding idiot who was like uh we men have to speak out against barstool and it's like a like what you want don't like the parts about Barstool. You don't like. I'm not going to get into the Barstool thing again. I'm yeah. going to fucking have a heart attack over it. But um, so he does that, and then Nate fucking totally calls him out on what a fucking hypocrite he is. Like has which p- which like that guy
1: has got to know right. That, like if you're going to call somebody out for like misogyny and, right and all that shit, like you Check know the skeletons right that, right that you yeah. have in your closet. Yeah
0: be fucking smarter than that right so all that shit and then going back to the the whole fucking vegas thing where um there was a there's always a fine line between the people who believe in what they're saying and the people who feel that yes who feel that the point of the internet is to grandstand and get the get the fucking likes for uh defending something that you that they pr- don't really yeah feel they, strongly yeah about. that you're probably not passionate about yeah. and it just fucking waters down so many good messages that we're yeah. trying to promote and all that shit. So uh, I really connected this week with the Father John Misty song "Ballad of the Dying Man," which is exactly about that. It's about a guy who's dying and all he's thinking about as he's dying is who's gonna fucking call out all these people, who's gonna like, who's gonna expose all these frauds. Um what does he say? Uh, like, uh, like the the hipsters, the homophobes, the the, the false feminists I've managed to detect, so, like shit like that. So I was I had I was talking to Jeff about it today, and he was like, "I know exactly what you're talking about," and we had a nice little conversation about online. So that's a great song anyway, and uh, it sounds good, which. A lot of Kelly Clarkson songs <laughs> do not. not. It's she,
1: hilarious that you just like have, you came up with such a strong anti-Kelly Clarkson message and then added two of her songs. To well, plus. no, because
0: don't get me wrong, message, Kelly Clarkson has messages, unbelievable Kelly Clarkson songs. Used to be good, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson has some fucking great songs, but she's she her average is not as high as you would think no. because she's got bad albums, not fucking so, like albums with a few bad songs on it. Albums where there isn't a one good song on it like she's a she's a greatest hits artist yes and what a greatest hits it would be except it would be like greatest hits 2002 through 2009 (laughs) yeah um what else do we have uh fuckers uh yeah uh what do we think